This episode of the JMK podcast is brought to you by From Within Records. Have you had a chance to check out the Beskar Edge Day promo yet? If not, go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Bandcamp, and go stream that shit. Awesome straight edge hardcore coming out of Pensacola, Florida. Shout out to the guys in that band doing awesome stuff for the scene. And if you're not following From Within Records on social media, please go boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. Later this month, MH Chaos will be dropping their self-titled LP, which is super awesome. The vinyl's moving fast. If you haven't had a chance yet, head over to the From Within Records Big Cartel and go pick yourself up a copy while supplies last. Next month, November 12th, 2021, Shackled, Doubt Surrounds All is going to be released, and I am still very excited. I love Shackled. I love that record, and I know all of you will too. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. On today's episode, we traveled to St. Louis. We tracked down Blake. He plays bass in a band called Time and Pressure, and they decided to call it quits even though they have a record release show happening later this week on Thursday, I find it very interesting. Uh, they're uh, doing this weird tease, uh, but I get it. Y- you decide to call it quits. You have one foot out the door. It might be better to go, even though it's very sad. I love that band. They do hardcore right. And it's just sad to see a good one go, but I wanted to reach out and talk to Blake before it was all said and done. Uh, He's a really great guy. We connected on social media and it was a pleasure for me to be able to sit down and hear his perspective on his journey with this band. It was awesome. And for anybody who's curious, this won't be the last time and pressure podcast. We have one more lined up. Uh, I'll I'll go down next month, but a, a little more on that later. But please strap in, enjoy this conversation. And without further ado, welcome Blake Fowler to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Blake. How's it going? Dude, it's going good. I'm really tired. I worked all day and then came home and there was like a big storm here. So like I got in bed and I like literally just rolled out of bed. So Oh wow. This well, is what this is what you get. I'm sorry. I, I, I appreciate you rolling out of bed to, to do the podcast. Um, Absolutely. I'm a huge fan of uh, time and pressure. And obviously uh, for, for, for people who are in the know or for people who don't know you guys decided to, to call it quits. And I, I don't want to get too much into it because obviously it's um, it hasn't happened yet. So I'm not trying to yeah. put a damper on the uh, you know legacy of the band because it, it's still uh, you know active right now. But I just want to say that I'm a huge fan of Time and Pressure. Obviously, uh, I've had on um, you know your bandmates on multiple times to yeah. talk about your guys' music 
And it's just, I just wanted to let you know, uh, and I've told you this off here before, but I just want to let you know that I'm super bummed that you guys are deciding <laughs> to call it quits because I, and I, I say it and I, you know, got a lot of flag people calling me crazy, but I still stand by it. I think like, you know, given the landscape of, of hardcore, which is vast, right? There's so many good bands and right. it's, it's no shade on anybody else. But when I listen to time and pressure, I honestly think you guys are doing it right. And the type of music that you guys have produced, I, I literally think it's top five hardcore of all time great band honestly thank you i really appreciate that uh this is the first band i've ever been in so like time and pressure holds part of me that like no other band will probably ever have so i truly appreciate like just all those kind of words and we can go into like the whole reason of why we're breaking up because we haven't really said that yet to anybody so like i'll let you have that but like it's not really anything crazy Okay, well, so, um, I just want to preface uh, yeah. James Andrew will be coming on the podcast next month. So we're oh, sick. yeah, yeah, because yeah. I, I <laughs> this is how much I, I love the band. I, I didn't want to let it go without having them on one more time because yeah. uh, that's something that I, I love doing. Right. Since I discovered time and pressure, I'm like, all right, cool. They came on for this latest release. I want to continue to have them on and try to push that band as much as I can, you know, going forward. And obviously they were on before halfway down came out and yeah. I, I was very happy that they were still down to do it, that we stayed in touch, you know, great relationship. And when the news came out that it was you know, going to end, I was like, all right, I have to reach out to them to have them on one last time because I don't want to yeah. just let it go because I, I actually like you guys have been good to me. I like I said, I enjoy the music. So uh, I, I just wanted to kind of give at least one final send off for time and pressure for everybody who's been listening and who cares about the band. Dude, thank you. That's awesome. But from your perspective, um, how did this all start for you? like time and pressure like how did you meet up with the guys how did you join the band so this is kind of weird uh i'm significantly younger than everyone and i don't know if you know that or if anybody knows that but everyone in time and pressure is about 10 years older than me so for me i ended up one day just like i've always wanted to be in a band i've always played an instrument i was like okay who wants to start a band post it on facebook hours later drew comments hey time and pressure needs bass player and i was like okay cool let me check this band out i've never heard of this band this was at the time only the demo was out so i listened to it and i i fucking hated it i'm gonna be honest <laughs> i sure. did not like it uh so i was like bouncing back and forth in my head like uh do i want to do this band do i like not want to do this so i was like okay well like what's the worst I can do if I say like, Hey, send me your stuff. I'll learn it. And if I don't like it, I don't like it. I ended up playing it and it was a ton of fun. So I was like, yo, this is actually kind of sick. So it helped me like move out of like this little bit of music that I was into, into a lot like broader, like more in depth of what I was listening to for hardcore. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up practicing with them a couple times and joined the band. So yeah, as simple as a Facebook post kind of brought me into time and pressure. I knew none of the guys beforehand. I find it interesting and, and cool that you, uh, even though you weren't a fan of the demo, you still took that chance and uh, went through with it because you could have easily just kind of listened to the demo and been like, yeah, this is whack. I want to play in something that I actually like or something that's cool. But the fact that you, you took that chance and I, 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 I when I was younger, I, I never really looked at like long term shit and even like bigger picture stuff. Right. I, I, I if I was in that position, I would have been like, OK, that band sucks. I don't want to play for them. Not realizing, oh, I could 
you know get my foot in the door play with this band that might not be my favorite thing right now there's a chance that we could grow into something good i can now meet other musicians and maybe find people who want to play the same stuff as me and just kind of branch out that way i i never really saw the value in doing stuff like that till i got a little bit older just uh having to go gain some experience like sometimes i just always wanted to just kind of go from like no experience to like the best shit and it just i i didn't realize that it's not always like that sometimes you have to put in the work go network go learn some shit to get to the top to, to be good at whatever craft you're trying to learn yeah it was pretty cool like especially like being young I was pretty lucky to get in with like some older dudes who didn't suck mm-hmm. and like they were like super cool about like helping me learn about like older bands that I should care about and like stuff like that because I mean 22 and at the time I think I was like 19 when I joined Time and Pressure mm-hmm. maybe 20 so I was pretty young I didn't know too much so it was cool to have like older dudes around who like wanted to help me out and if I'm being honest, I don't know the exact age of Drew and them. And, and you say that you're like 10 years younger. Like, can you give us a specific number? Cause I'm really curious how old you actually are. Me? Yeah. Uh, I'm 22. So they're in their thirties. Okay. So yeah. So they're yeah. like the same age as me. So yeah. So I'm pretty, I'm like fairly young for like hanging out with those dudes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I used to think when I was, uh, 21 or 22, you know, I, I moved out to orange County, uh, I, I was like, yeah, I'm feeling like an adult. I'm old. This is crazy. Life has uh, been so long. Like, like, what am I going to do now? But here I am in my early 30s. I, I'm literally 10 years older than you. And I'm just like, yeah. like hearing somebody and talking to somebody that's literally 10 years younger than me. I was like, oh, God, I, I actually feel old. <laughs> but just in terms of age, right? But not like my mind, my body. I, I still don't feel that old. I talk about it all yeah. the time. I, I, I still feel like this weird, like, uh, youth but yeah uh, but, but it's pretty interesting how th- this whole thing works out because uh growing growing up and being a kid watching movies and stuff I, it's, it's always like I, I can't wait to be an adult so i can do whatever i want and, you know eat ice cream for dinner or whatever all that dumb <laughs> shit but it's yeah. just like yeah it's it kind of it, it kind of happens over time right there's not just like this big moment where like i had this like epiphany where like okay i think this is it i'm actually an adult now it's just like it's just like growing through life and just going through different experiences you know you get more responsibilities and i just kind of figure things out and even at this point right i'm 32 i sometimes like to think that i have things figured out but i'm constantly learning and still growing which is nice and awesome yeah it's actually really funny like being in a band with people who are older than you because like i don't know like if it was like this when you were younger around my age, but like, I'm really fucking annoying on the internet and shit. Mm-hmm. I like to make all these jokes and like talk a bunch of shit to my friends and James and them all have to like be embarrassed by me. So it's really cool to like know that I can bug them and mm-hmm. do something super annoying and embarrass everyone. So like, just to kind of like, I don't know, James, like it's like having an older brother in the band. James has always been the one who picked on me a ton. Mm-hmm. And if anybody pays attention to any of our social media, that's what they've seen. So it's kind of cool to like have the relationship I do with James at least. So yeah, it's kind of weird. But fun. I, I think when I was your age, I, I just uh, you know moved to Orange County. I was trying to like build these solid friendships with people that I had met before I moved out. And I wasn't, I think by that point, I was already kind of like 
like kind of over social media because i because i've been because like if you look at my twitter i've had twitter since august 2008 uh, which was like pretty early on i, I remember yeah. when i was first tweeting i, I had to send it through text messaging because there wasn't even <laughs> there wasn't even a twitter app like you literally had to do it through the web browser or through uh, you had a texas number and and I'd, I'd gone through the different phases, right? Like, oh, like I'm, I'm craving followers, right? We do the follow Friday, the man crush Mondays yeah. and uh, whatever, uh, you know. I like goofy shit. Yeah. So <laughs> just, just to try to uh, gain a following uh, for whatever reason, right? It's like, you know, I I, I want, you know, I, it was just this thing, right? Like you wanted to see a high number of people following you to, to be able to tell them like, hey, I'm going. And, and this is like the earliest, right? Like, oh, Jamie is going to the movies or Jamie is at yeah. Walmart, whatever, just the, the, the stupidest shit, right? But then obviously it grew into like this uh, crazy thing that is now. But I saw how like toxic it can be in, in the way where certain people didn't want to talk to you unless you had like a K next to your name, right? For like thousands, right? Cause right. this was back when like they used to have the K. So this is old school for Instagram where people don't remember like now if, if you have like, you know, uh, five six thousand people like it'll it'll say out the, the, the four digit number but before it, it just used to be the first number and a k and i, I remember people just used to like act like they were and people still do this to this day but people used to think and act like they were better than you if they had more followers than you and i was just like i don't really care about that right being in hardcore going to these shows listening to the music it was never about being popular uh yeah. you know, to me i i just cared about the music and wanting to meet the people who were doing cool shit to help the scene grow and to keep it going. I, I didn't care, uh, you know, to, to go and, you know, rub elbows and say hi to everybody at, at the show. Yeah. That shit just never mattered to me because I, I, I just always saw through it. I was just like, it was always fake to me, right? The, yeah, the, the person. It, it really is. Yeah. And, 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 like, and you it's still just, see it nowadays. Oh, 100%. And, and I'm still the same way, right? Like, I, yeah. I still uh, roll the shows solo. Obviously, like I'll see my friends that attend, they're there, right? I'll I'll, I'll talk to them, but I'm still not that guy that's trying out there and trying to be everybody's best friend because it, it's it's not realistic, right? Like you, you can't yeah. have that many best friends, which is fine, you know, do what you got to do. But it's just like at, at this point, even now, like I, I I post on social media, right? It's a lot of uh, promotion for the, the the podcast. Whenever there's a new episode out, like I'll go post it on my Twitter, my Instagram. Uh, you know, it's it's up on the website, and other than that, it's just like K-pop shit, and maybe, okay. yeah, and, and just promoting <laughs> my friend stuff, right? My who, if my friends yeah. are in, like you know bands that I think are cool are doing awesome stuff. I I want to promote their shit, or if my friends are putting on a show or playing a cool show, I want to post the flyer to let people know, like, hey, like this show's happening. I may or may not be there, out to but it. but check it out. You know, people might not know because trust me, I've had so many people messaging me like oh like i didn't even know that show was happening or I'll, I'll post a video of a band that i'm seeing live and you know people hit me up like what band is that and i'm just like oh boom i'm just trying to share the information so i've yeah. gone from being like super personal on social media to just not so personal right it's like yeah i'm not out there posting like like i i know you like to post selfies which i was laughing at oh, God, <laughs> J- yeah. james calling out about your selfies the other day <laughs> which i think is funny but I, i'm just not that guy right yeah um I, I barely post on my grid, right? The the, the grid on yeah. Instagram. Like, I think that the last thing that I posted was the FYA flyer because I'm so happy that it's returning. But the last right. time I posted a like a picture of myself was, I think, from 2019 or 2020, if I'm being honest. So the only time you ever see like an updated photo of me is when I post like these um, screenshots from the podcast. So it's yeah. just like, yeah, like I, I don't really care to go and let everybody know 
about everything that's going on in my life. Like I'll, I'll post things here and there that, that you know is randomly on my mind. Like I was tweeting about this uh, K drama that I'm watching right now called uh, Hometown Cha Cha Cha, which is amazing. You should go watch it if you're not familiar. But yeah, I don't oh, know. Yeah. It, it just doesn't like I, 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 it's just really weird because I don't know where it's going. Right? Because social media is in this weird space where like it, it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just trying to navigate it and I'm trying to empower like the parts of my life that I think people would actually care about, right? Like the podcast, that's like probably one of the most important things to me. So that's why yeah. the majority of my social media is that and not what I had for lunch or, Hey, right. I'm going to the mall to do this. It's just like, yeah, th- that's just, just like, to me, it's not that important to other people. It, it might be, but who knows? I, I don't <laughs> think people care that much about what I'm doing. Yeah. My favorite thing with the selfies thing is it like, bugs james or like the other dudes all make fun of me because they like say i act like a young person so i just do that just to bug them really mm-hmm. but yeah i totally get using social media to your advantage to like you know throw your friend stuff up there i throw all my friends music up on like my instagram or like my twitter as much as possible there's mm-hmm. a ton of cool stuff happening it's cool to like be able to promote like homies and like anything that's good that's happening so uh that's like the coolest thing about social media is the promotion aspect yeah yeah 100 percent. and for, for me it's, it's always fun because uh, i don't know everybody's relationships with each other right so it, it's fun for me to kind of slowly connect these dots when i'll post like one band yeah. and then people reach out like oh like you know those guys or hey we're doing a tour with um these guys later this year and i was like oh cool i had no idea there was even a connection but to, to slowly find out that uh you know obviously like i've known that as big as the hardcore scene actually is where it's actually super small because we're all connected oh, yeah we're all really connected if you really you know dig deep you, you can find that you're connected to basically everybody but but it's fun for yeah. me to find out um and just like the most random ways yeah uh there's a band that i think you really are you like a big fan of chemical fix do you like that band a lot yeah, I, I I think those guys are awesome. The the, the music they produce is super sick. I, I feel like uh, they're gonna have a really uh, you know great set this upcoming weekend. Is it this yeah. weekend or next weekend? Uh, they start tour on Tuesday. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, them in fixation. Great, uh, great bands. So like, that was the first band I ever toured with with Time and Pressure was mm-hmm. Chemical Fix. So it's like cool to see where they're headed right now and like all the people who are into them like all these shows they're doing lately are so sick and they're getting like the recognition they like finally like have deserved i've had our shades cast far for like i don't know a year and a half at this point Mm -hmm. and it being out and seeing what it's doing for them is really cool so i don't know there's something like that was like a little dot that connected was like okay I know he like listens to Chemical Fix and he said, I know you've had Wyatt on here. I think mm-hmm. you got to listen to that one. And, uh, just like seeing the homies do cool stuff. So. Yeah. Shout out to Wyatt. Shout out to the knife layer. Shout out to everybody. In, uh, Chemical Yo, Fix. Shout out the knife layer. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to shout out the knife layer. That's, that's just the coolest name for, Dude. for a place. Uh, but yeah, it's just, just through just this weird, spiderweb of having you know people on and getting suggestions and then even discovering bands and hitting up my friends who i know know those dudes and being like hey like you know like who should i reach out to and that, that's really how I, I try to go about it is i'll just ask um and that's if i haven't reached out already if i yeah. want to try to go through like a mutual friend i'll just ask like hey who do you think is the best person to talk to just kind of just get some advice from people who are in the know and, and actually know them as people uh, but but it's cool because like honestly like nine times out of ten everybody's so chill and friendly 
when we do these things and it's uh probably like one of my favorite things and like i've been doing this right this is going to be like we're already in like episode like 200 and like 70 something at this point yeah and that's not including like the mma episodes uh so we're we're in this pretty deep but it, this is still fun <laughs> for me right i i do this multiple times a week and it, it hasn't gone stale in my mind i i love doing it love talking about hardcore and this is just a pleasure of mine to be able to meet and talk to cool people every week about something that we both love that's awesome but I, i'm curious about facebook why'd you go about facebook to do a post to try to find members <laughs> when there's like obviously instagram social media craigslist myspace so like i guess like a couple of years ago that was where i had like actually uh, like i had like people on instagram and stuff mm-hmm. but like I had a bunch of people who were part of like the scene here in St. Louis on my Facebook for some reason. Okay. I don't know why they just happened to be there. Mm-hmm. And a ton of people that I knew through music in general were just all on there. So I was like, okay, like who wants to start a band? And it just unraveled from there. Okay. And had you done a band before that? No, this yeah, is my first yeah, band. Yeah, you mentioned earlier your first band. And when you got that response from Drew, did you get like nervous like oh shit like people are actually responding like we, this is go time like we, we got to make it work or were you just no. like are you just not that like you know where you're kind of just a little more like whatever about it uh i was kind of just like cool let's let's like see what happens just kind of sent it i didn't really like care to like be nervous about it mm-hmm. if it wasn't gonna work out it wasn't gonna work out but it ended up working out and i think our my first show i played with time and pressure was like with sanction and knocked loose and harm's way like it was like a fairly large show mm-hmm. it was like the second largest time and pressure show or something like that so like that was a little nerve-wracking but like i don't know after a while once we start playing like everything is like kind of just normal it feels like that's the place i'm supposed to be and at that point are you like a well-seasoned musician or are you like new to playing bass um it, the first show or like when you posted the ad on facebook oh so when i posted that i had been playing for a couple of years but nothing crazy mm-hmm. like never played really like i played like some live things but never like with a full band like consistently and had you ever seen time and pressure before you joined i hadn't it was just like all new people mm-hmm. everything right off the jump interesting yeah i'm curious about the scene out there because I, I and i've said this before but i, I feel like uh time and pressure is one of those bands that that suffers from not being from like uh like a hyped up scene or like a you know yeah like, like a crazy scene because if you take time and pressure right as a band right same members same music and you drop them in another scene where they could get more exposure i, I feel like you guys would be further along in like your musical career yeah uh, that's definitely fair to say Mm -hmm. um as far as st louis goes it's probably like a c or b market city um like a lot of the big hardcore shows won't come to st louis um and right now especially is kind of a weird time because like we're at this weird point where like the only venues that are like doing shows so there used to be a venue called fubar here Mm -hmm. that was like really good for like in between shows like those smaller like still kind of hyped hardcore bands like drain could come play here but like 
we have a venue called sinkhole which holds like 120 people at capacity like you can't let a single person else in there and then you have like this venue called red flag where it's like okay you have 800 people so there's nothing in between that so it's kind of like definitely hurting the scene to an extent here Mm -hmm. but like you know shout out sinkhole we're still doing shows there that's the spot so yeah and i obviously commend you guys for uh working so hard to obviously have this band and do your best to rep your area right because you guys did a really great job of repping where you're from and trying to put it on the map and working hard as a band but also with uh, you know james uh you know behind the scenes i I know he's like you know was booking shows and i'm not sure who else was involved um but it's just like yeah like you guys have put in the work and you know tried to do what you can for the scene but now that it's going like now that the band's going away do you fear that there might be like a bigger gap left there where uh you know there might be less shows less bands wanting to come through since there's not this like marquee band uh from there yeah i kind of do fear that for like if i was an outsider looking in Mm -hmm. i would definitely be pretty bummed about that um i think st louis will do fine because it's like kind of the st louis thing is to just like deal with whatever's thrown your way and keep going um so i think like bands from here will do fine i think james i want to like first thanks and shout out james for all the stuff he does for like shows here because on top of like playing and time and pressure he also booked like almost all the like really good hardcore shows that came here Mm -hmm. uh james operated a thing called gateway city hardcore and did booking for that on top of art stuff and time and pressure for years so it was really cool to like have someone in my band who's doing something so like important for the st louis scene um so honestly like even if people aren't like like even if time and pressure isn't here and if anyone from st louis is listening to this start booking shows because like that's the one way you're going to keep this scene alive yeah, it, it, it is uh, kind of strange to have like these, uh, you know, important figures from the scene kind of uh, go away. Like, obviously, I, I know Drew's still going to live there. Yeah. James has already moved away. Uh, so um, he's doing his thing. But yeah, I, I hope that in the time that you guys were doing stuff, that there was this next generation of kids that had kind of watched you guys and are now ready to step up and take the reins because uh, it, it's going to be up to them to, to keep this going because it could easily grow into something bigger and better or if they decide to you know or they might think that they might not have the capabilities of doing what you guys did that it, it might just go away which is like one of the uh, scariest thing to think about right that yeah th- that a scene like an active scene could you know be there one year then a few people move away nobody wants to step up and then that's like you know the start of shit declining and going away and then that's going to kind of set you guys back even further to you know to try to keep building what you guys already have yeah uh shout out this like 16 year old uh punk band from here okay he's like little 16 year old kids uh they're like awesome um their name's pinkville Mm -hmm. um they just like james was working a gig one night and there was like a battle of the bands going on and these kids were like covering bad brains like the dead kennedys and shit so like they're pretty much like what's coming next i think for st louis like the younger people coming up into the hardcore scene uh those people are gonna be super involved and um i think uh 
at our record release show. Don't know if this will be out by then, but there might be a little like set we're going to let them do. So shout out the kids. I hope they, uh, hope they get really involved in this. Yeah. Hopefully. Hmm. Hopefully yeah, they're, they're really cool. Yeah. They, they, they don't have to start somewhere. Right. Obviously to, to be 16 and to already kind of yeah. be listening to that kind of music. It's like, all right, this is like awesome. Good music. James but, was like, yo, this is fucking sick. Let them do a bad brains cover at the show. Yeah. It's like who like, and do you guys know where they came from or how they even got into it? No clue. It was like a Catholic school, like battle of the bands. And these kids are playing like straight up dead Kennedy's like bad brains. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. But, yeah i know like uh, a couple of them have like come out to shows i think uh one of them hit me up and we're like yeah i was at the last like show when you guys and chemical fix played here and they're gonna be at the record release now but uh another friend of ours it's a younger guy who's into time and pressure he's gonna be drumming for them and he's an awesome drummer so i'm really excited and i think he's gonna he's gonna do great things for st louis and I'm I'm curious. I'm not sure your status are are you staying in the area or are you? Um, I have not publicly told everyone, but I, I mean, fuck it, we'll say it here. I'm unfortunately not staying in the St. Louis area. Oh wow! I'm moving. Um, it's just kind of like I'm kind of from I'm from the Northeast, anyways. Mm-hmm. So I'm moving back up there. Um, I lived there when I was younger. My family was from Boston, and then they moved here. So living here was never really like. It, it felt like home because of all the friends I had here. But after like, just with like things ending, it still doesn't quite feel like home. It's not quite that feeling I'm looking for. So I'm moving up to uh, Philadelphia in like the next month. Interesting. So, okay. Yeah. They got a good scene up there. Thri- oh, yeah. Thriving. Yeah flourishing <laughs> there's tons a, of good music yeah there's a lot of cool shit going out there um i'll be in i'm i'm actually flying into philly uh at, at the end of the month first time Yo, in philly are, are you going to the knife flare? sadly <laughs> i don't think i will have time <laughs> yeah I, I, and if i'm being uh, uh you know transparent i have not spoken to to wyatt uh, about it i'm and honestly not a lot of people even know that i'm even flying into philly so this is like you know breaking news whatever not not that big of a deal but um, yeah i'm flying into philly at the end of the month <laughs> sick yeah philly's a really cool city yeah i, I admire uh you know pa hardcore because when i look at uh just what they just the the history of that scene and even just a lot of bands that i like growing up even still like to this day and even some of like the newer bands going on you know people watching the video you can see this you got the payback yeah so it's just yeah i'm, I'm always uh you know repping uh from within but just uh the pa hardware scene is definitely something special when, when, oh, when you think so about sick. it and even if you get into like you know you, you break it down like outside of philly just like the the, the rest of the state there's good bands like all over so it's just insane yeah. yo jersey too new jersey has some really sick bands shout out to my friends in never again and cut down newer bands doing cool shit out there so fuck yeah yeah and rest in peace to brute uh they'll, they'll, they'll be doing new stuff soon but also yeah uh, there's just good hardcore everywhere that that's why i love this type of music and um, maybe that's why it's like stuck with me for so long i've always been so fascinated with what other scenes are doing outside of my own and maybe that's because when i was younger we didn't have like because i grew up in the palm springs area so we didn't have like the the best scene so i I know what it's like to 
struggle and go through a drought and have to travel to get to shows. So it, it, I wasn't fascinated because like when I'd have to drive, you know, well, not me driving in the early days, my older friends driving these, you know, uh, two hour, uh, two hour drives to the show, two hours home late at night. Yeah. I, I was wondering like, man, what would it be like if, if that shit was just down the street from us? Yeah. And, and then, yeah, I, maybe that's what sparked my fascination of like what's going on in other scenes. Cause um, I was always a, a big fan of the Boston scene growing up, like, like, uh, you know, late nineties, early suits, like two thousands, uh, all that, like the, the Boston beatdown type shit. I was always just so curious. Oh, yeah uh because it was just you know it was so new to me that i wanted to know everything so i always had this weird fascination with what other scenes have going on and when i listen to a, a, a new band i, I want to hear the music first obviously but then I'm, I'm always curious like oh like where are they from not that yeah. it really matters but i'm just curious about you know like where and like how this music came out of like this particular area certain like areas have certain sounds for sure so it's kind of always like cool to be like yo i think this band might be from here and then you know maybe they are maybe they aren't true but then it's also even cool when you hear a band and then you find out that they're from like one particular scene and you're like holy shit how did this one scene that's you know known for a certain sound produce yeah. this band that sounds nothing like it it's like oh cool like kids are uh like, feeling trying like trying something new yeah like the, the they have those um like creative juices right they're like okay like yeah. like um they probably understand and respect what's going on in the local scene but they're like yeah like we want to kind of spice it up and mix like throw in something new into the mix right yeah, which i always think is so. awesome because I, I i think about this uh all the time because uh, people always worry about the trends and like you know and like what kind of bands are like popular at the time and it's just like it doesn't really matter right yeah you should, you should just base it off that yeah i i always tell people like you should do what you want to do whether it's popular whether it's like unpopular just just do it and if it's good enough it'll you know catch people's interest and you'll yeah. be able to do stuff with it and granted it might be harder just because it, it might not Definitely. be the popular sound but if it's good enough like you'll break through <laughs> and it's probably better to be different than follow the trend that's currently going on for sure it's always funny because like time pressure is a fast band mm -hmm. and uh like i wouldn't say like a year and a half ago i wouldn't have said that like fast music was like very popular but like there's a lot of fast bands now which is like sick as fuck mm -hmm. but you always had like people who would come up to me and like any other member of time and pressure and just be like hey you ever heard of this band from here called time and pressure they wouldn't recognize it was us or something mm -hmm. like yo no i've never heard of them what do they sound like and they're just like yo it's really fast and that's all they could say so like i don't know i like when people step out and do weird shit with their music um i know a lot of people have like beef with like i don't know beef about it but like they get it seem to get annoyed when bands try new shit and like just because it's like different they don't like it but like i think it's super cool when someone tries to do something creative or like weird with their music yeah i, I always see or tend to realize that uh, bands that are doing something different tend to get a lot of hate yeah and if they stick it through i, I feel like they're able to kind of turn everybody around because I, I i think about a band like uh twitching tongues right when, when, yeah. when they first came out they were uh, you're getting a lot of like weird comparisons and people talking shit about uh you know colin singing and blah 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 they're like yeah fuck this band this is like so whack 
And I'm like, all right, that's cool if, if you think that. But I love this band, right? And yeah. uh, obviously, they believed in what they were doing. They stuck it out, and look how far they were able to get, right? And yeah. still, probably one of the biggest bands to this day. If they choose to to play a show, I know kids will you know come out. Yeah, people and, pull up for that. Yeah, because if if you go back and watch that um that LDB set, which I'm like so jealous of, I'm like, why did they do that? Set? <laughs> why do they do it there and not in California? But uh, you know, I, I I get it. But like, I I still love that band, and I think uh, for 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 them at that time to come out and have that sound and sound different than every other Southern California hardcore band. It was uh, brave of them, and also it, it took a lot of risk to to do that and to not listen to the naysayers and, and to you know stick to their guns and um, continue to write that kind of music and uh, like I said, just grow into something awesome. That that's what you have to do. You, you can't yeah. let and it's it's hard, right? Like you know, if people talk shit and are negative. Sometimes it's it's hard to ignore the comments, but you, you got to realize like they're just haters. Just continue. Yeah. To, just focus on yourself, and that's yeah, all that do really what matters. you want to do. Yeah. The end of the day, write music for yourself and write it for anybody else. Yeah, and you could end up doing some cool shit that you change the scene, right? Because yeah. if you just fall in line and you're like, all right, uh, it, it's, uh, you know, the, the the time and period of like, you know, New York hardcore is coming back, like every band's going to sound like that, which is fine. I, I love New York hardcore, but don't be afraid to do something different just because you don't want to, you know, ruffle any feathers. Uh, it, it's just crazy to me that some people are that scared to not want to do sound different yeah and and just do what they really want to do right they'd much rather uh, kind of take the easy way and just kind of fall in line and fit in and get liked by everybody for the most part it's weird yeah it's like okay you'll play a couple shows doing that but like what's the point yeah yeah and for anybody who's been around long enough you realize that every type of hardcore gets popular again right yeah right now we're seeing like the turning point era yeah so it's just like just and it, it is uh you know crazy that, that some bands kind of pop up and it seems like they're they're like in the wrong era but people love hardcore in general so no matter what type of playing hardcore like if it's heavy fast melodic whatever there's people out there that are gonna love that shit no matter what's popular at the time if it's not popular or even if it is just yeah. I, I i always just try to encourage people to just write what you want have fun with it enjoy it and just don't try to follow the trends just because yeah. uh, just because it's the safe thing to do for sure but going back to time and pressure, uh, at what point? So you joined the band, you know, started playing shows. At, at what point were you like, okay, cool, like that was actually like a successful Facebook post? Like, when did you start to feel like really comfortable with the guys when they actually became your actual friends instead of just like band members that you met off the internet? Yeah. So after like we played a couple shows together, um, I'd say like halfway through our east coast tour with chemical fix is like when i really started to get very comfortable with those dudes Uh it was like i think that tour was like 11 days so we like obviously spent a ton of time together uh like spent a ton of time with the dudes in chemical fix and like at that was the moment where like i spent a ton of time with uh all the guys in the band so it just kind of like felt normal i remember like there was this really weird time frame where like none of us met up at all and did anything for like an entire month it was like some weird shit going on and like none of us wanted to be around each other for like a whole month and uh we came back and they were like fuck it we're gonna do it like almost a two-week tour with this band called chemical fix so it was cool though i think that's like definitely like 
time frame where like we packed nine people into a hotel room and then uh all got way too comfortable so and you say things got weird and like weird to the point where like could the band have broken up a lot earlier or was it just like oh uh, for sure that band could have been broke up in like uh probably like june or july of 2019 and this is like turmoil between you guys or is this something you can speak on because i want to like you know get too deep um i don't know i don't want to speak on it because it's like just like personal stupid shit okay it's just like one of those things where like it definitely did not need to be as big of a deal as it was if that makes sense for sure yeah and yeah. most things can be fixed with a conversation right just sit sure. down have a real conversation but a lot of times uh, you know people are either just too stubborn or don't realize that it can actually be fixed with just one conversation because uh, most of the time things like you know beef drama whatever it's, it's, it's not, not that deep yeah exactly right normally it's just like some bullshit and it's just yeah. like people like like these that as excuse to actually just like like okay we got in some dumb argument i'm actually gonna uh, use this so i can actually hate you yeah um so okay it was like my third show ever with time and pressure that that instance happened and i was like cool i just like joined this band started to kind of like it and we're gonna break up but i'm glad we didn't okay at that time but okay (laughs) one last thing on that um okay was it you it wasn't me okay all right all right yeah it was not me all right so it wasn't the new guy it wasn't the new guy yeah it was not me i would have spoke on it then (laughs) so uh, how how does this uh two week tour with chemical fix come together right uh, two bands from two different scenes like was there already a friendship in place or was it just some internet you know buddy buddy type stuff nah so like we didn't know chemical fix at all really mm-hmm. um we all met during the first show we ever played together which was in bethlehem pennsylvania and it's like an hour outside of philly i think and i think it all just came together because like both of our bands were on same record label. We we're both on safe inside and mm-hmm. we're like, fuck it. Let's do some shows together. You guys are from the area and it'd be sick. So I had actually never listened to chemical fix until that tour. And I was like, what the fuck? This is like the coolest thing I've ever listened to because like, I was still like 20 years old. If that, and like, didn't know anything about like American nightmare or like all that era of hardcore. So it was cool to like, just watch these dudes act fucking insane and play like this just insanely like powerful yet full of emotion type of music. Yeah. I, I definitely love that uh, camaraderie, right? Uh, two bands uh, on the same label playing this random show and just deciding like, Hey, we should link up and do shit. Yeah, which it, it, it happens, but to, to hear that it, uh, you know, it was just like kind of something like a little more organic, right? That there was no real relationship beforehand. The only thing really tying you guys together was the label, which is cool because whenever I, I look at a like if a band signs a new label that I'm into, I'll, I'll go and look at the roster and be like, man, it would be so cool to see this new band tour with like you know, one of the bands that have already been on the label, uh, yeah. create some super tour. Um, I'm, I'm surprised like more labels don't do that right but maybe yeah, it'd be fucking sick yeah but maybe it's like oh we don't want all of our bands on one package when we can have them on multiple and make more money yeah business aspects you know business type stuff i get it but it would just be so cool to to, to see more stuff like that I, I i like i love what triple b is doing in december with their uh showcase right yeah. uh, you know triple b and uh, scanlon put, putting on that showcase out in new york so many awesome bands 
uh, you know, like like a band like Pillars of Ivory, right? Who, who's super rare just because their members are doing other stuff that are more active. So it's not like Pillars of Ivory is going to go on tour. Who knows? Maybe they will. Right. But to be able to show up to a showcase and be like, all right, they're definitely here because this is like their label showcase. And it's like a, a little more special than them because they, they haven't done anything right at this point. Yeah. So so uh, to, to be able to get them out and do something like this triple B showcase, I'm like, okay, that's why these things need to happen because labels definitely have bands that don't do a lot. So to, yeah. to be able to, you know, to, to pull those more rare bands out, uh, I, I think that's st- that kind of stuff is fun. Yeah, it's just really cool. And like, the chemical fiction time and pressure tour was definitely planned, but like none of us like fucked with each other at the time. Like we didn't like talk on like social media or anything. Like I didn't even know what anybody in the band looked like until I met them at the uh, Bethlehem show, and instantly we were all like best friends, getting into a bunch of trouble. Mm-hmm. That tour has like some really fucking crazy stories to it. Did anybody film anything? That's the real question. Because I feel like <laughs> I feel like a lot of things don't get documented in a day and age where I feel like a lot of things should. Things should, yeah. Uh, there's definitely some videos from that tour that are like really fucking hilarious. And where can people watch these videos? Uh, I don't know if everyone can watch them because I don't think they're out there like that. Okay. There's definitely a couple pictures out there on the internet of it. But uh, I can I can get you some of those videos if you're interested. I, I, I think <laughs> we need to get it out to the public. So somebody needs to make like a like a tour tour vlog. Um, <laughs> you know, even though it's like way after the fact. Um, yeah. Just be like, uh, you know, just compile all the footage that you guys do have, and be like, all right, this is all we got. Check it yeah, out. Yeah, that'd be sick. Uh, I know, like, at one point, James or Drew did a uh, like a blog over mm-hmm. that course of that eleven days. Okay. And he kind of talks about some of the stuff that happened in it. And uh, it ended up coming out. Uh, he posted it on the internet, and then it ended up coming out through um, that little book we did. So, I did this little book with a press from uh, I want to say like the state of Massachusetts. It's a friend who used to sing for a band called Crafter. Mm-hmm. His name's Kyle, but he put out this book that came out like with our records, um, and it's got a bunch of shit about time and pressure in it. And there's a bunch of like Drew's vlogs in there, which kind of tell the story of some of the stuff that happened. I can tell one of those stories. It's fucking hilarious. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. So if you want me to, I can. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious because uh, <laughs> okay. th- this is you selling that book, right? Because you know people may yeah. not, may not have got a copy or may not even be aware. So do your yeah. thing. I'm, I'm I'm curious to hear this story because you speak so highly of this tour. I'm I'm so curious. <laughs> okay, so. We play this show in Adams, Massachusetts, in this coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And it's a cool show. Like, we've been, like, on the road for a couple of days at that point. Time and Pressures definitely was on the road longer, but we were all just kind of, like, tired anyways. We are like, 1,700 miles from home and just wanted to, like, chill and eat. And the dude at the venue was just kind of, like, really pissed off. And like got mad at us for eating inside and like it's a cafe but they weren't serving food or anything mm-hmm. but on the front it on the front door it said no food inside we didn't load in the front though we loaded in the back so we had no fucking clue 
So me and Mikey from Chemical Fix, uh, I don't know if he's been on, but Mikey Bufalco and I mm-hmm. were eating like a slice of pizza and Mikey's getting screamed at by this dude at the coffee shop. And then Mikey almost fought him because Mikey's like a psychopath, but like in the best way. And uh, almost threw him through a railing or something. It was pretty crazy. Uh, but Mikey like put him in his place and told him to go home and <laughs> go back inside. But then after the show, Mikey ended up like stealing a gumball machine from the hotel lobby and bringing it up to our hotel room. So we like open the door and Mikey's just standing there holding this whole fucking gumball machine. Like the ones you put the quarters in to spin out a gumball. Mm-hmm. And there's three different kinds. So we're all just like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I found this. So we're like, okay, Mikey, like you got to go put this back. Well, Mikey decides that he didn't want to put it back. So to show everyone he didn't want to put it back, he gets completely naked and picks up the gumball machine and goes outside into the hallway and just starts walking to put the gumball machine back. And somebody opens their door and sees Mikey. He freezes. And the first thing out of Mikey's mouth is, I'm sorry, this is my senior prom, and I was told that I was allowed to do this. He's just standing there in nothing but his socks. Mm -hmm. It's like literally just like chaos at this point. And there's this like in the video, because we got this on video, Mm -hmm. he turns and looks over his shoulder and gives us a smile. And if you go to one of our like demo recordings, there's a that picture with just his face turned around looking at you is in the background. And it says like prom question mark. But yeah, that's one of the crazy stories is Mikey got caught butt naked putting a uh, gumball machine back and almost fought the venue owner like within a couple hours of each other. So I have a couple of questions. Did anybody get any gumballs before he left? <laughs> no, uh, I think I did not want any gumballs anyways. Mm-hmm. I was tired and yeah, that was a no go. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so curious why why is the cafe so adamant about no food in the cafe when it seems like that would be a normal thing yeah i totally thought it would have been a normal thing too but the guy was just like he wasn't even like cool about it like mikey was really nice about the situation i don't Um, want it to come off like mikey was being an asshole because like it was really loud and the guy's like hey come here come here so like mikey walks over there and like he's talking to him really nice and like he's like oh i can't hear you it's really loud like can we go out talk out back so my so mikey walks out back and he goes with him and the guy just starts like screaming in mikey's face and i was just like oh no this is not the person you do that to <laughs> like i knew like at that moment like this is going off the rails yeah because when you like start off a conversation with like that much aggression it's like how can you expect the person you're talking to to like have any like respect for you or to even keep it chill yeah it it was it was pretty close to like mikey just straight up whooping his ass i actually remember wyatt going fuck it hit him and like luckily mikey didn't but we ended up having to smooth thing over smooth stuff over with the venue owner Mm -hmm. to get like paid for the show and stuff but yeah. I mean, all, all in all, it was a good show. It's a good memory. Yeah. Now I'm just puzzled because, like, it's not like the cafe was open and you guys were kind of not. No, no. Yeah, like not giving them business or whatever, which is like yeah. whatever. But they weren't selling any food. Nothing. Yeah. And now I'm just so curious because it's like you guys are obviously a, a touring band. You have to eat. Yeah. 
So that's kind of what we all thought too. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was definitely strange. And why not put signs on the back door? <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm thinking too, well, if, if it's that serious uh, and there's people obviously not going into the front at that point, let you guys know like, Hey, uh, yeah, this is our venue. We just don't want people eating after like the cafe closes. Yeah. And like we totally would have bought food from them if that was like, the case like oh you can eat inside but you just have to buy food from us like we would have done that yeah for sure that would have been super convenient you guys are definitely gonna yeah. be there early set shit up i don't know places are weird maybe that's just like for sure you guys just maybe i was like on a weird power trip or something yeah not sure but i'm just glad it all ended up working out the end okay so uh, going back to uh you know th- this uh whole thing with time pressure wrapping up so um obviously you have uh you know prom core coming up and uh, but you also yeah. have like the, the the record release show um why why is it ending in tulsa and not at home that because that for me looking at a band uh and, and it goes for any band i i figure like the most ideal thing is to have a final show and at least have it local but right. but for to, but to have it end in in, in prom core and, and i get you know maybe uh, you know because all these time members moved away maybe you'll be gone by then i'm not sure but was there ever a chance to try to make it work to to end it right at home yeah we definitely talked about like because like the time and pressure we've been bouncing around the idea of breaking up for like almost the whole time i've been in the band like after like the two-week tour like things just got to a certain extent eventually that we were just like, you know, is this the time that we wrap this up? Like, is there really much more for us? And like, for me, it's weird to think that because I'm young, but those guys are older and they all have like families and stuff for the most part, minus a couple. So it's like weird to like, I, I totally understand now looking at it, but like that was definitely one of the things is like, yo, how do we make this work? How do we want this to work? And then as we started to think about that more and more, like Promcore is one of the things that like we did in the beginning that we think that really kind of like gave us the um kind of gave us like the spotlight to like more people. So uh shout out Aaron Johnson who books Promcore. Awesome dude. And like really just loves building up his community uh and like the hardcore scene there but it kind of felt right ending there because like that's what put us on for the most part and like getting to do the final show at home like it sucks that it's not like the last show ever but it's with our like best friends and chemical fix and like i don't know there's something just feels right about ending it with all our friends man i just feel like there's obviously and, and this is me being a selfish fan but i i just like <laughs> think about uh time and pressure in like so many different settings right like uh, i'm like yeah. imagining uh you know time and pressure out here in california because obviously uh, I, I know you guys have friends out here your your record yeah. labels out here um, shout out to scourge yeah and it's just like uh i i i just feel like there's just so much left for you guys to do even though you guys have done a lot right obviously yeah. um but it's just like man it's just such a bummer for me and, and even for me being a fan that I've, I've, and the fact that i've never got to see you guys live right 
yeah. um it's just like i've like every friend that i know that's going to to, to prom core from out here i'm like you know in like like more recent weeks that i've seen them at shows i'm like grabbing them and shaking them like watch <laughs> time and pressure <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah because it's just like and you know obviously I, I i talk to so many bands but i just uh and i'm not even that close with drew or james but i just love the music so much uh yeah. so it's just like such a bummer yeah it's definitely a bummer but like like the reason we're breaking up is not for anything bad we all just kind of like mm-hmm. got to a point where we realized there was other things that we wanted to focus on in life like some of us are still going to focus on hardcore but like like I know James has two daughters and a wife. Mm-hmm. Travis, our drummer, has a son, and he's engaged to a super awesome musician as well who plays in a really cool band called Blight Future from St. Louis. Um, and Travis is going to be drumming with a, a punk band called The Uppers. But it's just like, this is going to give Travis more time to be with his son. Mm-hmm. And like, The Uppers aren't going to do as much, but like, he's going to have more time to do what he wants with his family james is gonna have more time to do it he wants with his family like i couldn't be mad at that at all because the last thing i would get mad at anybody is for wanting to spend time with people they love so i couldn't be mad at them in the slightest for the way this is going and i'm actually super glad it's happening this way yeah no i'm, I'm happy to to hear from uh, you know i was like I, I've, I've spoken to to uh, you and james and I, I am happy to hear that there's no bad blood right it's not ending on some oh, definitely not some like negative note um which is which is nice sometimes that, that can leave like uh you know like a weird image of the band um, yeah it leaves a stain almost 100 percent. and I'm, I'm just yeah like i said uh i'm i'm bummed but it's cool uh to, to just have uh, been able to talk to you guys and listen to the music and to know that obviously um you guys wrote some awesome records uh but it's just like man what like how can these group of guys create something so awesome and then just kind of walk away yeah because i think that's like to me that's like the coolest part Mm -hmm. it's like i i none of us wanted time and pressure to be that band we're like we're hanging around but people don't give a fuck so like it makes me happy to hear some like people say like oh these records are so good like why is this band breaking up like I appreciate that wholeheartedly because like there's so much like effort and like just importance in these records that like the fact that other people care about it is super cool to me. And none of us expected people to give a shit. We tried weird shit on it. We played an acoustic guitar on a track. There's like two tracks that have piano on halfway down. So like to hear people like the record is like really cool. And then like, just kind of like stepping away like while people care about it and like give a fuck is like what's important i guess i, I think that's just a, a a normal fear to have right because I, I i've talked to some bands and uh i, I can't name them because they're still active but they're just like yeah like like we we only want to do this for only like x amount of more years because we don't yeah. want to be that band that you talked about right we don't want to be that band that sticks around for too long and kind of uh you know ruins everything that they like you know work towards right like you know yeah you, like wear out your welcome yeah and and i i think that that's a like a general and a normal thing right because obviously you want people to to um love your band and to enjoy the music and you don't want to 
like you said, stay around for too long and not realize that you kind of, uh, kind of spent all your talent and creativity. Yeah. Right. Um, but it, I feel like it, it's like this fine line that everybody has to walk. Like, is it, is it, um, is this the right time? Or is it, yeah. or is it uh, you know, too late? Who knows? Like, we don't ever really know when, right? Because like we see, I'm trying to think. Has there been a band that has walked away early and came back and been able to capture their same audience again? I don't think so. Because yeah, because like once you yeah. walk away, because once you walk away, it's it, it, it's hard to come back. Like it, it, it depends, like like what extent we're talking about coming back. Because like have heart came back into those reading shows and like those were crazy but i feel like that's definitely a different kind of extent i'm not talking about reunion shows i'm talking about coming back to be a band like for good and not even for good just at least like one record yeah like i don't uh, i think that with honor bands doing that i've never but <laughs> see, that's not a band i was into either but like drew is like super into with honor uh, and they're kind of like doing that thing uh, uh, I don't know if they're necessarily <laughs> going to capture their audience like that. Yeah. Uh, see, th- th- that's what I love about hardcore is that with honors somewhere like on, on the other side, right? I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. There's, there's like this whole sect of hardcore, right? I, I get why people um, like certain types of bands, right? That I think completely suck. Um, oh, dude. And I'm just like, cool, sure. cool. Go, go do your thing. I, I don't know what you're yeah. hearing and why you enjoy it, but go do your thing. Like, like it doesn't yeah. take anything away from me. Does it make me unhappy that you like it? I'm just a little confused, but go do your thing. No, I fucking feel that a hundred percent. And like, the other thing is, is like, yo, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but there are definitely bands that should have broke up by now that are still together. Like, that's also a thing. Like you, they're like, you see that kind of shit. Like, we don't want to be that band that overstays welcome, but yeah, like, but, but okay, yo, but you can me, look at a band and know when they've been around. Like, come on, man, okay. it's too long. All right, but just just do one more release, right? Halfway down, this is like been out for not even that long. <laughs> uh, do these shows? Uh, just just recall your your, your breakup, right? Um, just sorry, guys, just, not just breaking do up. Do another now. pose. No. <laughs> no, wait, we're gonna try this one more time. Uh, we can make yeah. it work. <laughs> there was talks of us doing another record at one point. Um. For a while uh-huh. and it was going to come out through safe inside we've done everything with bert and that just feels right to end it with him uh-huh. um we were going to write together uh when james gets in town next week but as things have progressed we just like came to the conclusion that we were going to break up so like that's why we're not you guys haven't broken up yet right so it's not too late to, to it's, not it too late, it's not too late but james gets here uh let me look at the calendar James flies in in like nine days or okay. something like All that. Right. As soon as we get off the call, you do your FaceTime call with James, <laughs> Drew, everybody else. And like, hey, we, we got one more record in us. See, I wish, but like our writing process is very strange. We always write in person and like together. And I think that's like really what helped us do halfway down is like, well, while we had the time with COVID and everything happening, mm-hmm. we spent all our time pretty much just like, okay, like once it felt like it was safe enough to get back together, we just went through all the songs over again. So we spent a ton of time writing in person and with James living in Cleveland, like people wanting to spend more time with their families, we're not really able to like get together and write that much, I think. Well, aren't you guys going to be together in a van? Uh, Only for like 
two days. That's all you need. And that's 48 hours. That's, that's 72 hours. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm trying to mosh, okay? Um, but okay, so, uh, uh, being serious, when you lay your head down at night, you're like completely okay that like you guys put out halfway down and that's it. Like you don't have any more, like any doubts. Like, is it because I don't think this is it. Like I don't like not, like I I get that you guys are really breaking up, but I don't think yeah. that at you this don't point think this is like the limit. I don't think so because I I, I think it's gone stale yet, right? Um, obviously, yeah. like when you know when it comes to lyrical content, or I don't know if the guys are spent when it comes to writing music. But when I listen to that, because if I'm gonna be honest, and I, I don't like to talk about this, um, because it, it's it's pointless, but bands will send me music early, right? I'm, I'm right, sure right. I'm not the only one, right? People get sent stuff for sure. I get that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I got emailed halfway down early and it probably sat in my inbox because I'm really bad at uh, you know, checking <laughs> stuff out. Because I, I want to, when I check out like stuff that gets sent to me, I want to give it like proper time, right? I don't want to just put right. it on and be like, yeah, cool. I listen to the record, whatever. I want to listen to it and actually like pay attention so I can give honest feedback if it's warranted, right? Or if they ask me what I thought of the record, I want to be able to tell them something honest and not just give them like these generic, you know, cues. So yeah. it, it sat in there for like probably like a week or two. And then I finally got around to it and I was just like, I was blown away. I'm like, what the hell? Like this shit's going to be crazy. <laughs> and yeah, like, like I just don't think you guys are at that point where people are kind of sitting and, and have this image of time and pressure as a band that's kind of spent and, uh, you know, should hang it up. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that like other people don't have that image of us that's like one thing we've definitely been worried about is that people are like why the fuck is this band still around so it's like relieving to hear that but i think it's just like it's one of those things where like personal life just like calls to have more hold in the music part i guess but i guess like and i don't also wanted to add like we're also not just breaking up because of like Travis and James wanting to spend time with their family. Like I mm. move in like a month. So like cancel that kind of adds. Cancel the move. Sorry, Philly. <laughs> I can't. Sorry, I can't. Philly. Cancel the move. Fuck it. <laughs> cancel the move. Remove that, that Instagram post. Put up a new one. You guys would be good, man. The, the internet will forgive you guys. Yeah, true. Baddest band in the gateway city. You know, uh, obviously, like I, I follow uh, James on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, how do you guys navigate through like the drama in your guys' scene, right? Because there's there was like that drama, and I, and we don't have to get into specifics. Like you, they know, no, yeah, uh, no, you don't, whatever. But um, for you guys being such like a, a staple and uh, having one of your members be so vocal, and, and um, you know, rightly so, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I think James was uh, doing a, a great thing, and it takes a lot of courage to, to do something like that, to, to kind of be ready to take any kind of heat when you're speaking about those kinds of situations publicly. Yeah. Um, like, for, for you, uh, was it ever strange to have to deal with that, especially since it's, it's like local beef, right? You're going to have to see these people, uh, oh, shit sure. get strange. Um, what was it ever any issue for you or were, were you happy with um, um, how he was no. handling it? I'm perfectly happy with how James handled that. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the sake of like, I'm proud to call James my friend. Yeah. Like I'm proud to have friends who stand up for shit that they believe in mm-hmm. and like, uh, I back James 100%. Uh, if you don't know what's being talked about, I'm just going to say fuck red bait. And that's it. Because that's how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> and, that shit uh, is so funny. 
and uh, that's like <laughs> how we live we live by fuck red bait so yeah um i think most of time and pressure is like pretty on board with that thinking and that feeling mm-hmm. and like i feel like it, yeah a lot of people would be on that that's yeah, tip. that oh my god that shit is so fucking just like that whole situation sucks and it's so gross mm-hmm. and just fucking vile and just like seeing some people who like spoke out against like previous stuff that has happened and then seeing them be complacent with shit like that is just irritating so like i don't know fuck those people i hope they can't sleep at night i hope they have a hard time dealing with their moral issues because there's something wrong <laughs> it's just yeah, super like, fucked up but like shout out james yeah shout out james um like i, like I said I, I i commend him on um being being that brave and willing to to, to take that heat to, to stand up for what he believes in right because yeah. not, not a lot of people are when when, when shit gets brought to you in in real life and, and i i've seen it right like people getting yeah. called out and and it's it's time to go right like you got to fight people cower and it's just like wow you're 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 so tough online yeah but but in person it's just like you're you're not about it (laughs) yo james that's like my favorite thing about james is he's not afraid to say anything like Mm -hmm. not that like yo james definitely doesn't want to get his ass whooped but like at the same token james will not bite his tongue for a single soul and that's kind of like my favorite thing about him like he'll let you know if you're fucking up or he'll like if he has some type of way to feel about you, he's going to let you know. And that's like, I don't know. That's sick. <laughs> that's, that's a good friend to have because sometimes yeah. people people will just want to tell you things that they think you want to hear and uh, and don't have the guts to tell you how things really are, even if you are fucking up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So surround yourself with people who will tell you the truth, even even if it yeah. hurts. Cause, yeah, straight up. Yeah, because I'd much rather have that, right? Like the people that For I have sure. around me uh the people that i have around me they have no issues with telling me that i'm wrong yeah for sure accountability is awesome mm-hmm. even if it's like not something that's like a huge fucking deal yeah because like it could be like the slightest thing is like i don't even know like an example but like even just like the smallest fuck up just like be like yo man you're, you're being an asshole here mm-hmm. and then you know just your friends friends should help keep friends in line and stop making excuses for your shitty friends 100 <laughs> percent, right it, it, it's uh, and i'm not perfect right like i've uh, yeah. you know made mistakes for sure um, and my friends have let me know like hey like like that wasn't cool uh you know yeah. or or like just like you said hey you're legit being a dick right because sometimes yeah I'm, I'm pretty stubborn and uh, <laughs> and i like to uh, uh you know poke and uh, push my friends buttons like when we're getting into it about arguments or whatever yeah um uh and obviously like i'm not like out to like you know uh, make anybody like feel terrible about themselves but right. um when, when we're arguing we'll, we'll, we'll poke fun at each other right and like i said I'm, I'm not perfect i have my insecurities whatever yeah. um but when it goes a little too far right my friends will let me know like hey you're fucked yeah. up. You're you're, you're fucking up. <laughs> like chill the fuck out. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool. Like I I definitely appreciate that. Right, that they're comfortable enough to let me know that I'm you know being an asshole straight up. Yeah, definitely the best friends I have around. And James is super like, just that whole situation. I'm a hundred percent back in James on how he handled it, how he talks to those people, and like lets them know like, yo, this is fucked up. You're trying to sweep it under the rug. That's not cool yeah because uh, uh 
things can easily go that way right people be like oh yeah, they'll look, sure. look the other way like yeah like it happened like let's not make a big deal about it yeah I don't so. know. but not james i i like james a lot he, yeah, he's too. always um uh I, i've always enjoyed talking to him but also i, I just love having him and drew together because i don't know if that's how <laughs> is it is it always like that yes okay see that <laughs> is that, it just like james making fun of drew the whole time yeah they're just kind of going at each other yeah 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 they're like best friends and uh it's like that like a thousand percent of the time except mm-hmm. like when james does it to drew it's like in a joking way when james does it to me it's like hey motherfucker i know what's going on like mm-hmm. he's always trying to like make fun of me in the slightest but like it's like having that big brother in the band and, like yeah. the relationship james and i have built together as friends has become like super important to me so I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. And, and think about how strange it is, right? From that one random Facebook post. Yeah. From that one random Facebook post. I think I'll probably talk to James right, like for 10 years. Annoy him for another 10 years, probably. Now imagine. Until he like, gets serious with his life. Imagine if you would have ended up in Red Bait instead. Me or James? You. I'm sorry. I don't play <laughs> bad music. <laughs> now i'm just thinking like this parallel universe right drew doesn't answer oh, the post they do fuck dude i w- i just wouldn't be in a band before i'd play in that band fuck that okay for sure um so i love time and pressure like i said i'm I'm sad to like like i was seriously sad when i heard that shit right because it, it, it i'm like i said i'm not like that close with james or drew so when the news broke I, I reached out to James immediately and I was just like, geez, what the hell's going on? Like, it, and like, I was not just, like I said, happy to hear that it wasn't anything negative between you guys, but also it, it just took me by surprise. Like this, this young band, you know, it's only been what, like three years, you know, about, yes, to be, yeah. uh, it might be four coming up on five. Yeah. So for this young band who's, who's doing solid music to, 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 to hang it up, it's, it's, it's always strange to me. But I get it, right? Um, yeah. I, I, you guys have your reasons, so all I can do is just uh, you know be respectful and just uh, be happy that I got to kind of uh, talk to you guys while it was all going on, and um, you know hope for that reunion show in like three years or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, I don't know if that'll ever happen. There'll probably never be a time and pressure reunion, uh, as I hate to like you know bust what, it out there. that's what every band says <laughs> we've talked about it we've talked about it. it's like yo, yeah. this is probably like you know i think uh so like i don't know if this will come out before next week but like what ends up happening like is on uh the day of the record release show we are playing the uh record in its entirety and then like a few old songs and that's mm-hmm. for the record release show but we did that because like those songs might not ever get played other otherwise. So uh, that way we at least play every song at least once. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's going to be something like, uh, I think none of us expect to do a show ever. So yeah, you don't expect to, but life happens, right? Circum- weird hey, circumstances. You guys- weirdest things have happened. True. Right. There's trust so, me, trust me for as long as I've been around, uh, I've, I've heard it. Oh, you're never going to see X band because so-and-so hates hardcore. Now they're doing this type of music and <laughs> lo and behold, right. I I've stuck around. I've seen X band get back together and probably do a little more than they should, but right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, and like I said, this is me being selfish. Cause I, I, I've never got to see you guys. It's like, I, it just never lined up and it just makes me sad that I exist 
in the same era as time and pressure but i never got a chance to see you guys yeah i mean i wish i could like we could have a show just for you because i would uh like you're you're such a nice dude and like the care i can hear for my stupid little band and your voice makes me happy so i appreciate all the uh the hype and love for time and pressure but uh i don't know it's just gotten to the point where like i don't know it's it's going in the ground area yeah. in our love no and it's just like i i respect bands like time and pressure just because of uh you know it, it's, it's not easy to to do what you guys did in a scene like you guys have right for yeah for a, a, a scene that's uh trying to um you know put itself on the map to to make it a destination right to to, to have something consistent flowing it, it, it's, it's not easy so i always commend bands like you uh, or like time and pressure who um are able to make it through and kind of build something and do their best to try to you know build something up and keep it going for the future generation of hardcore because it's not easy so whenever i i I, I see a band um like you guys working hard and even um writing great music it's just like jam i I wish that they could have you know kind of broken through a little more like i said like i I feel like there's even though you guys have done so much there's still like a lot left to do but like i said i get it but i I just want to give you guys your roses and even like i i you know have for the last couple records but like i said i I just don't want to give them now and do my best to to just let people know like hey time and pressure uh, was this band from uh you know the gateway city repping hard and they did cool shit you can put them up against a lot of current hardware bands and they sound a lot better you know and people are gonna (laughs) get offended uh you know it's fine (laughs) But like, I believe in your guys' music, right? And I, I don't say that a lot publicly, but um, when there's a band like that, I really truly believe in that I really like, I, I'll, 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 you know, I'll go out there and I, I know people are gonna look at me crazy, think that I'm a weirdo for saying this, but no, like I, I definitely do mean it. And like when, when I uh, tweeted out about Time and Pressure when the record dropped, like I, I definitely meant that, so. Yeah, I appreciate that. I guess like, <clears throat> if you're not from an area where like, the scene isn't popping <laughs> i guess you kind of don't get that and like i i know you get that because like like you said like in palm springs like you would drive two hours to go to a show like that's how it is here like like straight up constraint is playing in springfield illinois mm-hmm. and that's like an hour and a half to like two hour drive and like me and my it's the day before the record release and i'm gonna get off work grab my friend Alex and we're driving up for that. And then we'll come back and do the record release show. And then we drive to Tulsa. So like, you know, people, people who like are lucky enough to live in a city that draws cool bands or has cool bands that are playing 20 minutes from them. Yo, cherish that shit. And if you don't do whatever you can to book cool bands to come to your city so you can help pull younger people in to like continue, have a hard, continuing to have a hard course because that shit's important and it's going to help your community 100 percent. i you know it's only going to grow if the people there in it are are willing to work to make things happen so like i said i I respect you guys for what you've done and continue to do uh you know time pressure like i said it's uh one of my favorite bands and i'm just stoked to to have known you guys and to like i said to exist in the same time period as time and pressure thank you and while we're talking about it, I wanted to add, like, 
I know I've kind of said this before about James, but like James is a huge part of why the St. Louis scene is what it is mm-hmm. and time and pressure is what it is. Um, if not for James being in time and pressure, this band would not have done half the cool shit we've done. And like, I just want to kind of commend him for that because like, I'm going to give respect where it's due for that. And like James is already starting to like book shows up in Cleveland and that's super sick. Like, it's just like what James does. It's like, he goes and he books cool fucking shows. So if you're from Cleveland, get to a gig because James is going to bring some cool band that you're going to care about in three months to your city. So that's amazing. And for anybody listening, James and Drew will be on next month after everything is wrapped up and we'll kind of put the you know final ribbon on this whole uh jamie or k podcast time and pressure relationship uh but like i said like the guys i'm all still continue to be friends with them but um it'll be sad but also it's like bittersweet to, to be able to wrap things up with them but it's something that like i just hope you guys um, you know have fun uh this next like week and a half and be able to you know enjoy these moments and you know cherish them because i know they're gonna be something special for all of you guys yeah i will say it's like the day's approach like it's starting to become like like kind of like unreal but like i'm getting like closer to like coming to terms with it mm. like i say i'm like fine with it and like things are gonna be fine and like oh yeah like you know this is like nothing too big of a deal but like as the days get closer like i can feel like my care and emotion that i have for this band like start to grow and like realize like Yo, these are like the last two shows I'm ever going to play with these dudes. And I've spent the last three or four years traveling around the United States, like, you know, being a dumbass spilling shit all over me in the van or just like, you know, doing stupid shit that a 22 year old guy does around his friends. So I don't know. I'm thankful for the people I got to do this band with. And uh, like, as the days come closer, I'm, kind of starting to realize like yo this shit's actually coming to an end and it's definitely weird all right well i kind of want to switch gears <laughs> something a little yeah. more positive yeah it's um, very so- uh, somber so yeah no it, it's great like i said um I, I i definitely appreciate the time and pressure talk but before we even got on air i i um, you know commented on your your headset <laughs> the chair you're sitting in yeah. uh and i'm curious like what kind of video games do you play Oh man, this is the worst question to ask. So right now I am wrapped into this game called Escape from Tarkov. Okay. And I don't know if you've heard anything about it. I have. Or if the viewers don't know, I'll kind of explain okay, what it. Okay, break is. it down from. Okay, guys. So Escape from Tarkov is this like really punishing game uh, that's like it's like one of the hardest. It's not for they say it's not for casual gamers. Mm-hmm. It's a hardcore uh, like shooter survival game. And if any of you like play PC games, I highly encourage you not to play it because it's the worst. It makes me wake up and be a bitter human being all day, (laughs) but it's actually like a ton of fun. And if you can get like into it and feel good, um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's consumed way too much of my time that I'm like proud to like state and they wipe the server every like six months. So people can start again. If they're like new and they want to try, they're not getting like, walked all over by these guys who have like the best stuff in the game or anything but it's just like on the basis that you go out and find stuff and bring it back completing tasks but at the same time encountering like computer players and then like real players so it's just 
a very punishing survival game. So what one of my favorite streamers, um, she plays that, uh, you know, I, she also has like a stream schedule, so she'll stream that uh, occasionally. And I've that's only like knowledge I have on the game outside yeah. of watching like a 20 minute breakdown on how to uh, pack your backpack or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but because um, <laughs> uh, I was interested, but I was a little scared to give my money to the Russians because it's not on Steam. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. <laughs> buying that game is like the most sketchiest fucking thing in the world yeah so like you you the way you buy it is you go to their website and you buy it from their website and it opens this whole other tab where like it's like this random fucking it doesn't even look like a word in the english language it's like x-o-t-e-n-z or something like that and uh it's just like oh yeah so we've debited this much from your account so in order for you to buy this game you need to tell us how much we took out of your account so then you have to go to your bank account, figure out how much they took out, enter that, and then it'll finally go through with the purchase. It's just like a super weird fucking security regulation, and like mm-hmm. everything about it feels like very sketchy. Yeah, you but, you, you don't want to get hacked by the Russians. Uh, yeah, a long time ago, uh, I, I said my debit card number and my pin number on the podcast, not oh. <laughs> not thinking people were going to be paying attention. And then I woke up in the morning and like seven hundred dollars were gone from my bank account. Oh. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I guess the, I guess they were listening. I, I guess Damn. I gave them a little too much information. Um, <laughs> that 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 wasn't fun, but uh, but but the, I didn't know that they wiped the servers um every so often yeah. to kind of give it like you know a, a fair um you know playing field for like newer players. Yeah, the, it's really sick. The, the the one thing that I I question is um because you can purchase um like extra slots right in your backpack. Kind of. So like. They have different additions to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the like highest expensive edition is called Edge of Darkness, and you definitely have more space in your inventory, mm-hmm. and you get kind of like more stuff per se to start with. But like, it's still a pretty level playing field at the beginning. Okay, but when they wipe, do you just start back with the base of whatever game you bought, or do they wipe everything you have to rebuy? Oh, you don't have to rebuy. You just restart back at the beginning. So, like, if I I own the highest expensive version because I'm a fucking nerd mm-hmm. and uh, play way too much, but I have Edge of Darkness, so what will happen is they'll wipe it, and then I'll have the same, like, stash size, which is, like, where I put all my shit, and then I'll have, like, a few extra things that I start with that, like, the base players don't. So you have this secure container that you can push it into, and they can't take that off your body mine will be a little bit bigger than everybody else's okay um who doesn't have edge darkness but and what's the point of this game right like you're you're out there collecting stuff killing people is (laughs) there like is there a goal line to get to before the wipe happens or are you just like all right we know this wipe's happening and you know x amount of days so let's just you know go collect berries for the the next week for fun (laughs) um so it kind of depends like if you don't know a wipe's gonna happen you're probably just like following along with the missions trying to complete these like stupid missions that they give you that's like way too hard mm-hmm. and then if you know a wipe's coming you always know a wipe's coming because they'll max out there's like traders in the game that you can buy stuff from and they'll just give you the max level of them so then you're kind of like oh shit well they're about to fuck the whole market up and they're gonna reset this server so anyone can like at that point build like meta guns for like really cheap and like have the best shit in the game and that's actually like a really fun part of wipe because you can get like the cool shit that you couldn't get earlier for like 15 
US dollars in the game. Mm-hmm. And it's just like super stupid. It's awesome though. You can get like thermal headsets to wear out into your raid. So you can go at night and just see everything. It's fucking crazy. But is there like an end goal? Oh, uh, so there's like a leveling system that's really stupid, like hard. Mm-hmm. And then like there's another thing called Kappa. And it's a secure container, but it's like an even bigger one uh, than like Edge of Darkness. So it's just that you can like get more shit. The whole point of the game is to like get as like far as you can leveling and try and get Kappa, I guess. But like you also want to have like cool shit and just kind of like wreck everyone. So like if you're into that kind of thing, I guess Tarkov might be your game. But okay, and outside of Tarkov, is there like do you play any other genres? Uh yeah, I have Clone Hero, which is like Guitar Hero, but oh. with like custom songs. I've never heard it's of it. Really fucking sick. There's what do you like, play on? It's on PC. No, no, like I mean, like a, a peripheral. Oh. Do you have like a? Yo, yeah, you have like a straight up like a guitar hero controller oh and uh that's from a yeah. that's from the wii version yeah so I they make tell. this adapter that you can run to your pc it's fucking sick oh so, so it has to buy... be from the wii oh uh, no you can oh. get like the xbox ones okay. they're just like really hard to get people are like super stingy and put them up for like 300 dollars. Mm-hmm. so you can just like buy this like off-brand ass guitar off amazon and an adapter and it'll work on your pc but it's sick like they got like fucking cruel hand and like paint it black and shit on there it's awesome there's a ton of bands like you can you can download like anime intros i have the initial d intro on there it's fucking sick really what about uh chobits i feel like that's like top tier intro music what is it chobits chobits yeah let me check if they have it it's seriously like for my friends who are like oh like uh we like kind of watch anime i'm like have you ever heard of chobits i'm like just listen to the intro If, if the intro doesn't get you then you probably won't like it but the intro is i'm telling you the intro music to uh, chobits is god tier so i don't see that on there but like the other thing that's cool is it's all like user made Mm -hmm. so all the songs are like made by some user on this website who wanted to play the songs so like you know you get a weird variety of stuff on there yeah it kind of reminds me of um there's this game that i used to play called a step mania where it was just like ddr right but like yeah you could upload your own files and people were, you know, doing like their, their anime packs or they would like redo, uh, you know, like obviously like favorite DDR songs, but they'd redo the steps to make it more fun or harder. Yeah. Um, so it, that's something you should talk to Drew about. Cause he's like a huge DDR dude. I know. Um, you know, what's sad is when he plays like every week when time and pressure was supposed to uh, come out to California, I drew and I, I I'm sure you're most likely going to be there. We're all going to link up and go to round one and we were going to hang before the show, but it, it, it didn't happen. And I just, you know, you know, what's crazy. I totally forgot about that till you brought up drew and DDR. Cause I do remember <laughs> that after they'd come on the first time we had plans to hang out cause you guys were going to tour to California, yeah. but that shit got destroyed. Yeah. COVID killed that. And we were going to try and do it again, but like, but like what timelines just haven't added up damn dude and and you guys it was like only like a couple weeks before you guys were supposed to come out that it got canceled yo uh it got we ended up canceling that tour like two days before we were gonna fly to la Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, yeah we literally canceled the flight like less than 72 hours beforehand yeah because i remember it it definitely came down to the wire and then when i finally got word i was like oh that sucks yeah it was gonna be super fucking sick but like 
that being said, like that made really good friends with us and discourage because mm-hmm. even while they didn't work out, like we all were like keeping in contact during that shit. And then like we did that split with them. So we've all become super good friends too. So I'm excited that they're going to play our record release so I can see them. And then like also make fun of Matt Tyler. Okay. Eric, that's James thing. Okay. I'm not familiar with those guys, but I'm not dude. Super cool dudes, but I'm happy for you guys. But that's, that's crazy. Yeah. That that whole memory just popped into my head, but that's crazy. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was never that good at guitar hero. (laughs) I fucking love guitar hero. Yeah. Cause I remember when like, uh, go ahead. No, I was the, the, that one dragon horse song that was like the hardest. Oh, through the fire and the flames. Yeah. I I remember like I, I had a buddy, he he could play that like flawlessly. Yeah. I'm like, dude, like how? This is yeah, so hard. I can't. No, I'll I tell can't. you, I cannot. Uh, another thing that I play a lot of is like racing games. Okay. Uh, I like really like cars to an extent. Like I don't like divulge all my money into building them. Mm-hmm. And if I, if like I was to drop out of hardcore today, I probably would, but I'm not at the point where I want to do that. <laughs> so I'm just going to continue to play in bands. So is that a possibility me dropping out of hardcore or me playing in another band dropping out um probably not like i don't see me dropping out <laughs> that's until a, that's, that's i'm a, old as fuck maybe that's like a weird thing because i've never yeah never asked anybody that hey are, are you dropping yeah, out are you gonna drop out of fucking hardcore <laughs> in like the next six months no yeah because uh, i mean maybe when i'm like in my 40s i feel like that's totally in it like appropriate time to not fucking give a fuck about hardcore i'm trying to think really you think so i don't i, in my I don't 40s yeah i mean like at least in like where i live like not many older folks come to shows like well, i mean yo you if you're over 35 and you're playing in a hardcore band like yo, i'm not trying to have a hot take or anything but like yo those riffs can't suck like you can't be 35 and play in a bad band oh man i've seen it and that's the worst part though like you can't have that happen that's just not yeah. not it but i feel like it, it, I, i've seen our, our older people in bad bands but i've seen older people in good bands but just like yeah. the young kids i've seen young kids in good bands young kids in bad bands yeah but like those young kids got an excuse to be in bad bands <laughs> you're old enough to know when you're in a bad band that's true but you could be that first generation old guy in your area yeah i'm just being a hater yeah no i get Honestly. it i get it um because it is foreign for me right i i remember there's this guy i don't even know where he's at these days this guy named brandy i'm sure uh you know people in southern california probably remember him when i was younger there's this guy named randy and he, he would bring his son to shows him and his son had a band called uh, death comes fast and he used to put on these crazy ass shows um uh, there were he would put on these shows at this venue in rialto called the rmc and for some reason he'd always put like 12 13 bands on a show and make it like an all-day thing um but it, it was some you know it'd make out for some fun fun shows right it, it was like this yeah. weird it was in a neighborhood by like some train tracks so it was, it was like a like a like a weird spot for a venue but it was still really cool because there was plenty of parking the venue was uh big enough uh the the stage was in a corner which was like the weirdest thing right it was like a corner stage that kind of went out so like the room was like in a weird shape for the show um and the stage was really high for for anybody that um doesn't remember it but the stage was really high but they brought a lot of cool bands out there like i remember i got to see uh 
well, waking the cadaver showed up to play, but that's, that's but they but they didn't end up playing because my friends uh, beat up some of the people that were there. They came back with bear mace. They came back. They oh, shit. yeah. They came. So like my my friends beat up these random guys. You know, they're like these like obviously they, they weren't like normal hardcore kids. They were there for waking the the cadaver. So they beat up these dudes, and and I was outside because um it was like some band was playing that I didn't care about. So I was outside, uh, talking with some friends. Um, like right by the the like because well, there's two entrances right one for where the bands yeah. load in and one where like the the just the people uh, attending General the show go, yeah it goes in so if we were by the normal entrance um and these guys i'll, I'll never forget these guys come running down the stairs like beat up and they were like pissed off and i was like oh that's weird i wonder what happened not realizing at the time that it was my friends who beat them up so they left and then I remember they came back and they were like in a pickup truck. They came back and one guy ran up the stairs and I saw him throw something inside, uh, but I didn't think of anything of it because I was like, oh, maybe he just like, you know, threw a beer can or just like something yeah. at, at one of his friends. And like, no joke, like five minutes later, the whole venue is like flooding out because like what they had done is <laughs> they got bear mace and they like zip tied the handle down. So it would like continuously spray out. Yeah. So they just threw like it was like two or three cans of bear mace into the venue, and it oh, just shit. yeah, and it just like had fucked everybody up. So they, they they had to clear out the venue, and people were like freaking out because they didn't know who did it or why um, anybody would do that. But then obviously you come to find out it was because my friends beat up these guys, and <laughs> um, and then it it clicked in my head. I'm like, oh, those guys that ran up and threw that weird stuff in the venue that was bear mace because I, I was still all I was outside for the whole time, so I never yeah. got so I never got maced, but yeah. but the whole show got maced and waking the cadaver never got to play. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And then, but, but good on them. They still sold their merch, made a lot of money. I resold that t-shirt for like a hundred bucks. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, oh, like, yeah. somebody wanted it so bad. I didn't care. I was like, I was like, you can't even read it. It was like, it was a black shirt with gold foil. Right. It was like, you know, waking the cadaver, their OG logo. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I can't even read that. I just bought it because, uh, you know, I didn't get to see the band. I wanted like some sort of like, you know, history that I was there, yeah. but I was like that hundred dollars means more to me than that t-shirt Fuck so, yeah. so take this take, take this shirt I don't, I don't care about let me it. get a benji yeah holy um, shit yeah but but he would book like these crazy fests like i i'd seen um that venue is where i met my friends from las vegas like he brought winch mob there so that's where like i i met my vegas friends for the first time so that's like a legendary moment that i'll never forget um and, and but he was like an older dude right so like i'd always look at him like wow that guy's that guy's old but he, but he was, he was like such a pioneer too because he would have shows in his garage because like Facetown Fest would happen and he would have this thing where he would do shows in his garage as like a matinee show before the fest and and it was just like kind of like this like thing like if like you knew like it would go because like it wasn't like you know that promoted so like we'd see like you know some yeah. of these bigger bands on the fest like in this little garage beforehand. It's like an ask a punk type thing. Exactly, but That's I was thought like sick. I was like this guy has a house, he has a family, but he's still going to shows. I was like, even though I think he's kind of like a, a little bit of a weirdo because he looks out of place, he looks old. I was <laughs> like, I was like that's probably going to be me in the future, but not bringing kids to my house to have shows. But I think I'm going to be that guy that's going to be around when he's older. Yeah, I mean, like I'd like to, but like who knows? Yeah, different places are like. Like St. Louis being the scene it is, mm-hmm. kind of has that like age range. Like you, you're, you, there's an age limit for the shows almost. Like people get to a certain age here and they just don't give a shit. And it sucks, but it's just like kind of what I've seen here. Maybe it's different in other cities. And like, yo, well, shout out, that's cool as fuck. You're you're about to head somewhere new. You're about to yeah, no, we're about to see, about to find out. You're about to experience a whole new world. Yeah, I'm really excited shout out to my boy aladdin um <laughs> but um there's a you know things 
uh, or, or wrapping up for you with 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 time and pressure. Uh, I I know you're you're working on some some things that we, we can't speak about yet, but like yeah. uh, I, I'm appreciative of what you've done and what you're doing. So I I definitely would like to have you back on in the future. Thank you, thank you, definitely. Okay, I love that, hundred percent. So, but before we go. Uh, can you tell people where they can find you, where they can reach you? Um, look forward you to? can find me on Instagram at Blake X Fowler. Um, you can look forward to more hot riffs and a lot of moshing. Um, you can probably also look forward to seeing me have a bloody nose sometimes because I tend to break my fucking nose all the time. But um, I won't give out my Twitter because like that's just where I do post stupid shit. <laughs> They're gonna but find yeah, you. Ins- They're gonna find you now. Fuck, they will. Uh, Instagram is definitely like the coolest way to hit me up um, if that's something you're into. But uh, really, this is all about like time and pressure. And uh, I want to thank you for letting me come on here and uh, you know say my little dumb words. But um, uh, thanks for all the love you've given my band and uh, just like. It's super fucking sick to see somebody like who's not from where I live care about something like this. And like, just like you are putting so much back into like scenes that you fucking will probably never even be involved in, like in like reality. And that's cool. Like you, you are some way tied to the St. Louis hardcore scene now. And that's like insane. Like I said, this isn't about me. This is about hardcore in general. I'm, I'm just trying to put everybody else on. Uh, but I, I just want to thank you because if it wasn't for that one random conversation we had on, uh, I don't know if it was Instagram or Twitter, but it was just uh, it was something that like it was like a quote from your mom or something that, that yeah. I had, like messaged you about. Like I, I felt like after that little conversation that we had, I was like, yo, he seems like a good dude. I, I definitely want to talk to him a little more. So. Yeah, I posted this quote that my mom, I don't even remember it off the top of my head. Me either. He like slid up on it on my Instagram. It's actually funny because I sent you a video from the knife layer. Uh, Because like me and Wyatt were talking about like how much you like love that place. Mm -hmm. Like how sick you think it is. I'm like, y'all must send him a video right now. And I like picked up the fucking giant sword uh, because Chemical Fix was practicing. But yeah. Yeah. that that like was a really good conversation i'm really glad we had it um there was this sense of uh it was like talking to someone i've known for like years on end so it was just like really comfortable and i was like super excited when you asked me to do this so thanks all right well there you guys have it thank you all for tuning in and we'll be back soon